This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, 9 August in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's a Wednesday. Um, so continueth, so continued the lesson. Um, and this is about real politique in the 21st century. Um, you saw it yesterday in Ohio. Are you going to see it again? Because they, they got their model and they're going to run. They're gonna, they call the play, they're going to run the play. It's up to us to stop it. And we're going to deconstruct every side of this. And what the uh, great Jim Hoft, who, when this whole thing started of, the, of, of blogs and internet and everything like that, it was Andrew Breitbart and his, his wingman, his sidekick, out in St. Louis, Jim Hoft. And uh, Jim, you and I have been on enough uh, Tea Party stages, right? With the, and, and people got to remember this. We were on Tea Party. We stand with tea, these Tea Party riders, bullhorns. There were 50 people in the audience, right? That right. ultimately led to the victory of Trump in 16 in the 74 million vote victory in 2020. This is why this movement's ascended. It's, it's growing and it's getting bigger. But the new people who are coming on are going to want to know about the competence and focus of what we're doing here. And this is the flip side of Ohio. It's just not good enough. It's not good enough that Patty McMurray and Jim Hoft and a handful of other people are, are, are coming up now with this explosive information off of police reports, remember everything Hoffs is telling you, or except for this new stuff he's got about the organization, is coming off a police report that was filed in, wait for it, October of 2020. October of 2020. Remember, Bill Barr sat in the Oval Office and told Trump, oh no, FBI, we've got field reports, I got reports from all my field offices, uh, no voter fraud. That's a bald-faced lie. The reason we know it's a bald-faced lie, the Epoch Times did a FOIA request for those reports. Epic Times is always on it. They did a, they did a four request of reports, and the field officer said, nah, no, there's no reports. We didn't do a report. There was no report. Don't know what you're talking about. No gots. Not, not in the file. Not in the cabinet. Except for Philadelphia, where Swain had, uh, had uh, the, the U.S. attorney had said, went to Maine Justice with a letter, said, hey, we got a problem here. What's the problem? What's the problem? Signature verification. Right. And that ties back to these voter registrations, which is the predicate of how they steal it. Petty McMurray, your thoughts, observations on this, ma'am? You've, you've, been, you've been a bulldog in this thing. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Steve. Um, it's, it's interesting you bring up the signature verification because, as everybody knows, um, a judge found in Michigan that um, Benson violated the law when she told the city clerks in Michigan to ignore the signature matching in 2020 on the absentee ballots. So that's that's an important point. Um, the other important point is that the analyst in this report that that Jim and I spoke with you about yesterday, the state police report, um, which was FOIA'd by a citizen um, in the report, 
it talks about um, her analyst talks about somebody that he interviewed, um, one of the um, applicants for a uh, registration to vote. And she told him that she was uh, approached by an acquaintance and asked to fill out the form. And she explained that it, that the signature on the bottom of the form that the, the police officer and um, the secretary of state analyst that was, I, I think, interviewing her um, was not her signature. So it's interesting that in the report, the secretary of state analyst talks about how the signatures did not match. And that's how they were able to determine the fraud or one of the ways they were able to determine the fraud, in addition to having um, incorrect last four numbers of, social, of the Social Security numbers, uh, fake addresses, and so on and so forth, fake names. Um, but it, it's interesting that that's how the Secretary of State analyst was able to determine that there was fraud involved here. And meanwhile, his boss was telling the city clerks to ignore signature matching. And that happened, actually, um, I believe, after this, um, this report came out or was, was, was um, completed. So, um, you know, we have a pretty crooked Secretary of State. I actually went to, to look to see what um, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson tweeted about this story yesterday, or if they, if they said anything about the story. And um, here's her latest tweet. Uh, when you come for democracy, democracy comes for you. These are the kinds of, of people that are running our state right now. Um, th these are like tyrants, these, she and Dana Nussel, um, Dana Nessel um, tweeted this morning about uh, about uh, judges uh, or a decision that had been made by a judge that the lawyers that they were uh, trying to take their licenses away and find them for um, joining Sidney Powell's case in Michigan, um, that they had rejected their case. And Dana Nessel was celebrating that on Twitter this morning. So that's how these two women reacted to this bombshell story yesterday that was the number one story pretty much all day on Twitter. Um, so I think it's important to note that, you know, as we go through this this uh, report, we find more and more hypocrisy. Uh, uh, the report today or that the article today in Gateway Pundit talks about Gary Bell. Um, we're going to be connecting a lot of dots. We've already found a lot of interesting um, connections to other people that are named in this police report. Um, not specifically, but um, interestingly enough was given about um, this other organization that we're, we're looking into right now that we were able to identify who they are. Um, it's a local Michigan organization, but um, there's, there's a lot more to come in this story. This, this story has several layers. Um, and and what, what's really interesting to me yesterday, uh, Craig Logger, who's one of the uh, top writers for the Detroit News, um, suggested that, he, first of all, he was mocking uh, Christina Caramo, who's the Michigan GOP chair, for suggesting that Dana Nessel and Jocelyn Benson need to be impeached over this report that they kept hidden from the public. Um, and then he said he would not he would not link the Gateway Pundit story. So instead, he linked some obscure um, little uh, local publication that talked about how they the the Muskegon clerk found inconsistencies um, with the voter registrations. So that's the article that he linked okay, to this bombshell but, but, story. Okay, the Detroit the Detroit News and 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 Nestle and Benson. I I wouldn't expect anything less because this is an opening salvo. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to make it a thing that they're going to have to respond to. And the way you make it a thing is wash, rinse, repeat, and get more information and just keep it going. Hoff is a uh, Hoff is a uh, 
as an acolyte of Andrew Breitbart as an expert in this. And we can, we can do this. It's all there because you got information. Every day you're going to have other information. But I want to go back to something you said about the judge. What did the, Because mm-hmm. this is not a point. This is the point. What did the judge say? What did the judge tell um, uh, Benson? Back in uh, in 2020, about the about the uh, about the voter applications and the signature verifications. Um, this is actually for the absentee ballots. She um, he he told her that that she was acting. I think I don't know the, his exact uh, wording, but outside of the law, um, when she told the the clerks that they did not need to use signature matching um, for the absentee ballots in 2020. Which is a pretty big deal. This is all going to get big. Just, it's a very big deal. This is all going to, and, 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 and you guys every day putting up new information. So, Jim, just give us a snapshot before we let you go where you guys are in this and, and what can we expect, uh, you know, in the, in the coming days ahead. Well, I think the uh, reaction from the left has been interesting. Um, and it reminds me, like I was saying, of our Eric investigation where we pointed out that this group is supposed to be uh, eliminating the fraudulent voters on the voter rolls, and it's doing anything but. And as I, as I mentioned, Steve, nine states now have dropped that, uh, that organization in their states. And I should add that when we wrote about this and when these states started dropping Eric, um, uh, NPR came out with a 6,000-word hit piece on uh, Gateway Pundit and myself because uh, uh, obviously this is important to them. Okay, so I think we're going to probably find the same reaction here. Um, We have much more on the funding. We have much more on a couple other organizations that are linked to this in Michigan and elsewhere. So we'll just keep going where, you know, where the investigation leads us. And also for 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 officials, whether you're prosecutors, whether you're uh, officials, the RNC, whether you're officials of the of the of the uh, of the party or particularly people in the legislature, you know, it's not too late to, you know, we always accept converts. Just because you miss it the first time doesn't mean you need to miss it the second time. Now, I mean, in, in this gateway pundit, you can't look away from the story. I think D.C. Drano, that's why I had D.C. on when I saw his tw- Twitter thread yesterday. You can't look away from the story. And, of course, Jim Hoft and Patty McMurray and others are going to make sure you don't look away from it. Uh, and we've got to get resolution on this. We have to get resolution on this. If we don't have these elections are not honest, straightforward, and fair, um, you know, we're not going to have a country. And for what uh, Jocelyn, uh, Dana Nessa and Jocelyn Benson, yes, democracy will come for you, okay? I know you use that as you're trying to scare people off and back them off, but it's not going to happen. Jim, where do people go to get Gateway Pundit for all the further updates on this, and what's your social media? Yes, so they can go to thegatewaypundit.com, and we're also on uh, True Social, Telegram, Twitter, Facebook, we're still being banned a little bit on, uh, censored on uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter X. Uh, so you can find us here. I also want to give a shout out to Phil O'Halloran and Ben Wetmark, who helped us with this investigation. Uh, fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Patty, where do people go for you? Uh, Gateway Pundit. <laughs> I'm writing for Gateway Pundit. I was supposed okay. to be retired from my website, so I'm with Gateway Pundit. And no, we're not going to let you retire. You're too good. <laughs> no, no chance. No retirement. I appreciate no that. Rest. I'm tr- I'm Patty, thank you so <laughs> Thank you so much. Great work. We'll be all over this. And audience, we need you to share all this. We need you to share the segments yesterday. You may go viral. Make sure we'll cut them today and make sure you share all this.
Do we have a? Do we have some footage? We have a cold open for Tara before. We, okay, we got Tara Dahl down on the border. Tara, give us your give us your morning update. You were out early on patrol this morning, correct? Give us an update. Yes. Hi, Steve. I am here in McAllen, Texas. I have been out with the Texas Department of Public Safety this morning with their brush team. I have with me Lieutenant Chris Oliveras with Texas Department of Public Safety, and we just returned from La Jolla, Texas. And we had 200 Honduran families there that were being processed. Um, and now we are going to go later on this evening again. But I wanted to bring Lieutenant Oliveras on with me to talk about how the MX-13 gangs are hiding in within the Honduran families. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for having me on. So, um, as Tara mentioned, hey, sure. we've, been encounter- we've been encountering you know, family of course, I say family groups, but these are individuals that present themselves as families. Uh, there's really no way of knowing if actually they're actually family members because there's no vetting process when these illegal immigrants are coming across with children. But with that being said, uh, we do have criminals that are trying to blend in with these groups. Just several weeks ago in Eagle Pass, Texas, we had an MS-13 gang member that was on the terror watch list that was actually trying to blend in with a family group. But luckily enough, our Texas uh, DPS investigators were able to uh, spot him and actually interview him until we found out there was another 13 gang member. So we have these criminals, these suspected terrorists uh, that are coming across our borders, cartel members that are trying to blend in with these families, but also taking advantage of these diversion tactics by flooding the area, flooding the border with large family groups so that Border Patrol is tied up and they can bring high value targets across with drugs. And Steve, one point I want to also ask him is you yeah, broke the story. You broke the story about the armed gunmen coming in in Fronton, Texas on Saturday. And, uh, Lieutenant, are you seeing an increase in this? Is this becoming normal? Yeah, of course, Stephen. That's one thing that we talk about, too, right? We're always concerned about the uh, the threats to national security, to our public safety. And now we're starting to see these armed cartel operatives that are coming across the river with, uh, with of course, with long rifles, AR-15s. They're heavily suited in tactical gear, similar, similar to what we wear or what the military wears. And they're coming across our river. And they do this because... Right now, because of these disastrous border policies by the federal government, they feel emboldened. They have more power now. They feel untouchable. That's why they continue to cross the river, bringing illegal immigrants across, drugs across. Several days ago, case in point, in Roma, Texas, uh, our DPS troopers, along with Border Patrol, seized 120 pounds of cocaine that came across between the ports of entry. So drugs are coming across our borders. Lieutenant... Lieutenant, Lieutenant Tara, just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. We're going to return to La Jolla, Texas, on the invasion of the United States of America. Next in the world. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. At Lieutenant Oliveras from Texas DPS, along with our own Tara Dahl on the uh, La Jolla, Texas, on the border. Lieutenant, just I want to go back to one thing for a second. Um, what I'm confused, I think the audience is confused. Before we talk about the cartels and, and the guns and you know the, the the paramilitary moves they're making, you have 200 Honduran families. They're claiming. What are the asylum claims? I mean, our asylum laws are very strict about going to the next country and all that. Why are there 200 Honduran families on the border of Texas being processed into the United States? Well, Steve, that's what you would think. And, of course, for your audience, they would they would believe that the federal government is enforcing Title VIII and trying to have more strict uh, consequences or policy in place. But it's not happening, Steve. Uh, just yesterday alone, I got the Border Patrol numbers, over 6,000 encounters across the southwest border in a single day. That pretty much puts us where we're at pre-Title 42. So the policies they've been talking about as far as Title VIII and as far as you know, applying these, this five-year ban for those that cross you know, between the ports of entry is not happening. And we see that, and we know that because the more people that come across our borders between the ports of entry and be released into the country with these notice to disappear, and I say that because they don't show up for a court date, um, so they never show up. So that's why we continue seeing this ongoing cycle of mass illegal immigration between the ports of entry and nothing's being done to stop it at the federal level, which we all know that if they really care about this humanitarian effort, they would create more uh, a legal pathway or process in place so that illegal immigrants don't cross between the ports of entry and they go to a port of entry. I can tell you and for your audience, the people that we encounter at the state level, they're here for economic reasons, the ones that we've encountered. We've encountered over 400,000 illegal immigrants at the state level, and all the majority that we talk to are here for economic reasons which we know that's not a validated asylum claim. And economic reasons is, by the way, we we feel for them and we understand they aspire to a better life. I got that. But that's not, that's what the legal immigration system, you got to get in line for that. That, That's not a grounds for asylum. It's clearly, this is, this. I just want to ask you because Governor Abbott, now that he's acted and and you brave heroes and Texas DPS, you're getting criticized by not just the Biden regime, but by national media, etc. What is your idea of your mission? What is, what is your mission of Texas DPS on the southern on the border of the great state of Texas right now? What what do you think your mission and mandate is? Well, you know, see, when Governor Abbott launched Operation Lone Star back in March of 2021, the mission was to focus on criminal activity, to seize drugs, to go after the Mexican drug cartels. But now. That mission, that mission has changed significantly now because now we're working at the river trying to stem that flow of mass migration. We have a marine barrier. We have concertina wire along the river, which we are getting criticism for that uh, because you know a lot of people are saying it's inhumane. But if you look at it, we're trying to prevent illegal border crossings between the ports of entry. When you stop border crossings, you stop the drownings, you stop human smuggling, and you stop the cartels from making profit off of these illegal immigrants. But yet it's the state of Texas that's doing all of this, and yet— to date, we have not gotten any support or any effort from the federal government to actually stop illegal border crossings. So right now, our focus is to stem that flow to discourage illegal border crossings between the ports of entry. Lieutenant, in your 
uh, mind in your own words. How organized is the cartel effort here on uh, not just the drug smuggling, but particularly the, the smuggling of human beings, the human smuggling? How organized is it? Steve, it's very organized. It's very organized. And depending on what part of the border you're at, right now we're in the Rio Grande Valley. The cartels that operate in this area, which is the Gulf Cartel, Northeast Cartel, and now the Jalisco Regeneration Cartel, um, they control the border. They control the human smuggling uh, methods that are taking place. Families, children, anyone that comes across that river is paying a fee, and they'll put a bracelet on these children, on these people that are coming across, which is, that's modern-day slavery. Yet there's no outcry, there's no outrage by anyone else uh, trying to stop this, and they're allowing the cartels to make even more money than ever before. It's a multi-billion dollar trade. And when you have human smuggling, now they're able to expand their criminal network throughout the United States, working with criminal street gangs that are operating the U.S. So this becomes a multi-criminal uh, you know, organization effort between the cartels and criminal gangs in the U.S. who are taking part in human smuggling. Uh, Lieutenant Olivares, the, the hardworking uh, Hispanic Americans in the Rio Grande Valley uh, and in the rest of Texas on the border, uh, what are their th- are, are they not the, the ones that are paying the biggest price for the criminality in this invasion of the southern border? Are they the ones that are not the victims here? Absolutely, Steve. You know, especially the ranchers. If you go to these rural parts of Texas, uh, these ranchers are being impacted by these individuals. I'm talking about the ones that are trying to evade and capture the gotaways. We have over 1.7 million known gotaways right now. That should be a concern to the American people. That should be a concern to everyone because these are individuals. They could be suspected terrorists cartel members, individuals that want to cause harm to not only our state, but to the country. They're in the country right now, and we do not know where they're at. That is always a concern, but yet there's no support. No one's looking out for the smaller border communities or these ranchers that are being impacted by this border crisis. But it's the state of Texas that's stepping in, trying to do as much as we can to show that support, because, again, the federal government fails to do its job. Their responsibility is to secure the border and to protect the American people. Last question, uh, Lieutenant, does you, you're talking to a pretty vast audience of activists uh, in, in the United States throughout the whole country, not just in Texas. What would be your what would be your message to them? What 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 what's the call to action for this audience to 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 have your guys back? You know, Steve, I had a, I had a briefing yesterday with a, a Democratic delegation group in Eagle Pass, Texas, and my message was very clear that I think we can all agree as a country that we need to stop illegal border crossings between the ports of entry. Because when you stop illegal border crossings, you stop human smuggling, you stop the victimization of illegal immigrants, of children, unaccompanied children, and you stop the profits. You take away the profits from the Mexican drug cartels. The federal government needs to do their job. They need to take responsibility and to secure the border and to prevent illegal border crossings. There needs to be accountability. But until then, we will continue to act. We will continue to employ any other infrastructure in place. Uh, Governor Abbott's made it very clear. He's not going to back down from this green barrier. It's going to stay in place. And we're going to add more infrastructure and we continue to see these legal border crosses taking place. Uh, Lieutenant, thank you very much. Tara, uh, tell us about a uh, great uh, patrol this morning. Wh- what, where did we look for you today? Yeah, no, we were just going out this morning, and we were, that's what we're seeing is we're seeing this influx of Honduran families. And what was interesting, I thought, today was the same question that you asked, Steve. We come up to the wall, and the images that you're showing right now, and we get up to the wall, and there's a family behind the wall. And so I was asking them, what is the process now going forward? What, why are they not going through the ports of entry? And they said that they are able to come in illegally in the middle of the ports of entry instead of at the ports because they are then able to get asylum. And then they have five to six years to stay here in the United States. 
And you're seeing the Honduran families because at the end of June, the Biden administration changed the policy to add Honduras to the list and they get advanced entry. And so I don't understand it. I can ask the question a million times. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why they're allowing all of these um, immigrants to come in through the ports of entry instead of at the ports of entry. The whole system is backwards and it doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense from the Biden regime. Trust me, <laughs> they know it. There's yeah, quite agreed. organized. There's agreed. organizers, the cartels. Uh, what, what's your social media? Where do we follow? How do people follow you today, Tara? Uh, Tara Underdash Doll on Instagram. Thank you. Lieutenant Olivares, uh, go with God. Uh, be safe and all your uh, colleagues be safe. Tara, thank you very much. You too. Thank okay. you, Steve. Um, Thanks. Thank you, Lieutenant Olivares. Right there you see on the front line. It, it's, the, the, it's beyond hypocrisy. Let, let's be blunt. The Biden regime in Mayorkas and all this know exactly what they're doing. Now, I want to juxtapose this to something I, I could only mention yesterday. It was the lead story in Politico. And Politico's lead story was how uh, the momentum on the lowest hanging fruit of all, the impeachment of Mayorkas, because you remember he goes into to those meetings and just sits there and mocks you on the question, won't answer any question. He just goes back. And we had, uh, was it Congressman Victoria Sparks? Sparks, I think it is, from Indiana. Um, she of Ukrainian uh, descent, so she speaks in a, uh, uh, with an accent. And she just ripped him apart. I think it's the best that we've seen. But she just said, what, I'm wasting my time here because you're just blowing me off. The story in Politico was how there's not enough, even McCarthy can't go forward because the moderates are saying, no, 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 there's, there's not enough here. They're, they're openly mocking you. This has nothing to do. Look, Abbott has finally been forced to, to respond, and you had these heroes in Texas DPS that, uh, that are there uh, you know, in the line of duty. And like he said, they're going to put more. They're going to put more of these marine barriers. They're going to put more uh, bobbed wire, right? They're going, they're trying to protect the state of Texas. Finally, finally uh, driven to act. But Biden regime is just up in your grill. And here's why they're up in your grill. And I want to right, go back to the story in Michigan and the story of Ohio because they think they've gamed the system. They're just laughing at you now. They're laughing at you. So we can either curl up in a fetal position and say, oh, my, my, this is so terrible. You know, we can't do it. I'm just going to go out and play golf or tennis. Thing, but I have no problem doing that if you're going to go do that. But you can't leave this fight because right there you see at the border exactly what's happening to this country. You have an invasion. This is a, a well thought through, well coordinated invasion of our country right there. When 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 Lieutenant Olivares, uh, this hero sits and says, hey, my, my, my brethren in Texas DPS, when we inquire these people, why are you coming? They're up front economically. I got to get. I want to get a job. I want. I want to get to the. Uh, I want to get through the golden door. I want to get a job, and that's very aspirational. I, I have no problem with that aspiration. I understand that, but that's not the way the asylum system works. Otherwise, you're going to have a billion people. You're going to have a billion people here, because clearly, there's better opportunities here than some other countries, right? So this, the Biden regime knows this, and the media knows this, and that's why they either refuse to cover it or they, they cover it in a totally different way. Remember, the, the media has picked up, well, the crisis on the border is over. For the last two months, as Todd Benzman laid out, when they changed the laws to be able to process them with the app or process them at the ports of entry or process them in, uh, in, in further into Mexico, 
that it's going to, you know, the media is going to report, oh, it's dropping because the numbers are dropping. It's worse. Listen to Lieutenant Olivares. Don't listen to him. Listen to him. He tells you it's worse and going to get worse. Okay. We're going to talk about the world economy, global capital markets, the inextricably linked nature of China and America, and what is happening on the tech side next in the world. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay. As we have argued, uh, we're at the early stages of the Third World War. Never forget that. That's why we've got the case to make here to remove this regime. We can't blow it on this issue that uh, of how they're running the tables on things like in Ohio. That's where we got to get very focused on that. Uh, but I want to bring in Colonel. I got Colonel Derek Harvey and Brian Cassell. So there's a big announcement. They're teeing it up. It's all the business media is talking about that tomorrow. There's going to be an executive order signed by Biden, and this comes about after pressure of War Room, uh, Costello, Harvey, uh, Congressman Gallagher's uh, c- uh, committee. And others, this constant pressure, the, the Committee on the Present Danger folks, Frank Gaffney and the team, constant uh, pressure on why are we financing the Chinese Communist Party and why are we giving them technology. So Costello's going to give us some updates on the executive order. Derek, give me, uh, give me your geostrategic sense right now of where we stand. Bradley Thayer is going to join us tonight, but I want to get your sense of where we stand in this, which I believe we are going down the path to a potential kinetic the, the unrestricted warfare of the Chinese Communist Party against us is going to turn to a kinetic war. Your, your thoughts? Well, that's a good question. I think that the Chinese have been evaluating the American posture, its deterrence posture, our military capabilities, and they look at our political leadership and their judgment about our willingness to actually stand up for American interests in the Western Pacific, and and that revolves around protecting China, but also those concentric circles that go north and south to Australia and to Japan. And we are in a weakened position. I think the Chinese see that. You know, militarily, our Navy has been deteriorating, plus we're spread around the globe. Um, Our Air Force is is outgunned, uh, has lots of challenges in the Western Pacific, and we are well behind in trying to respond to this not an emerging threat, but the present threat of the advances that the Chinese have been working on across their naval forces, their air force, their space forces, 
and their ground forces. And, you know, they have been working on projection of force, being able to cut us off. Now, they've got real advantages, you know, because they've got interior lines. They got the ability to project and isolate Taiwan. They've got, you know, the power. Okay, of the hold it. Ho, ho, ho. Slow down. Slow down. Slow, slow down. I, I want to go back to interior lines of communication. So I want, because the audience. Every day we're going to be giving them stuff so they're fully up to speed. Let like me explain this. Let me explain now this. Now the American people. So and to internal lines of communications and why you talk about this, I want to also talk about why the island chains are so important. Right. Folks, we're back in 1943, folks, the deadliest yeah. year, in, or 1941-42. Actually, maybe even 38, which I'll explain in a second. But here's my point. We're back to the mid-20th century of what's happening in the Pacific. Derek Harvey. So I know for a fact that the Chinese have been evaluating our military posture and our capabilities to actually exercise our military plans in the Western Pacific. And they've been wargaming against that on the desktop, on computer, but also doing exercises with their military forces to look at how they can undermine any advantages that we have, blunt those advantages, and especially exploit vulnerabilities. And we really rely on on space and technology and communications and logistics because we have to go 9,000 miles to support an operation there. They only have to go a few hundred miles. And they have land bases will have to be on aircraft carriers. So when you talk about their lines of communication, they're on a mainland. They just have to project out a a ways. We're going to be on in uh, battle groups, aircraft with uh, aircraft on Aircraft carriers having to project hundreds of miles and then being supported from dispersed bases in the region that traverse thousands of miles. So we've got significant disadvantages. And right now, we don't have a force posture out there that can withstand a a surprise assault. And military planners are concerned that we're going to be under severe vulnerability between now and 27 and 28. Uh, That's 2027 and 2028. And those are the years that President Z has targeted for regaining control over Taiwan, getting acquiescence from Taiwan to returning into the Chinese national orbit. Remember, they have an election this uh, January, coming January, maybe second only to our election, uh, the most important election of 2024, where they're, yeah, go ahead. They're, an important thing here is they're judging American will, and they've looked at the pattern of America's unwillingness to actually stay and fight. They they do believe we're a paper tiger, and there's good reason for them to believe that. They would, and they think that we would buckle under any serious pressure on Taiwan. And the signals coming out of this administration are at best ambiguous and, more importantly, very weak. And so that has our Asian partners in the area very concerned, whether whether they're in Japan or Australia or in Taiwan. Now, they are doing some things about trying to recalibrate a regional defensive posture and build up those alliances, but it appears to be um, insufficient to the task of deterring China when they look at the weakness of the American public's commitment to defending Taiwan. Yeah. We're also, we're also, we're also, they're also a compromise because this whole CEFC, which we got to start an official impeachment inquiry, will show you they're in business with the capital markets provider for the One Belt, One Road. Before I go to Bryant, real quickly, 
when China moved into Manchuria, excuse me, when Japan moved into Manchuria and started to have a fight with and tried to take over the mainland of China in the mid-30s and then moved into Southeast Asia against the French, uh, we embargoed oil. Roosevelt embargoed oil, I think, in 1938 or thereabouts. People used that as the trigger of the eventual attack on Pearl Harbor in World War II. Do you believe that this executive order we're going to talk about next that essentially starts the process, or at least on the surface, starts the process of banning of certain technologies for China. Do you think that she and his uh, gangster comrades will look at that as the same as the oil embargo in 1938 to the Japanese? Well, they'll try to make the equivalence, and, and depending upon how it is enforced, and I'll let Brian talk about that, but this may be more sm- smoke and mirrors by the Biden administration. If it's actually got teeth, it's going to bite, and it's expansive enough and not too narrow— then they're going to really scream. And it could be some type of a triggering mechanism there. But they have a habit of screaming about every action we, we take, whether it's it's got real meat in it or it's weak. And that has to be juxtaposed well, let with, me tr- with what President Z has been let, doing. Let me, he has been pounding the table for 10 years about building – the military capability in rallying the country to retake China by force if necessary. And we're entering that window where yes. they really have that capability. Taiwan, Taiwan by force. Uh, yes, yes. Brian Taiwan Costello. So, so to, to Derek Harvey's point, is tomorrow smoke and mirrors or is this equivalent of the oil embargo in 1938, sir? You know, Steve, I'm uh, very leery anytime there's a. Uh, uh, year timeline given to uh, shape the bill, which is, you know, code for for lobbying. I mean, I think this ties directly to what Derek's speaking about, right? Uh, we know we know China's going to try and take Taiwan at some point because she said it, right? And we know the way they buy off the U.S. is through investment opportunities, right? We didn't, we don't have to look any farther than the, the plenty of examples that House Oversight surfaced with Biden to see that. So now you're seeing the Biden administration out. This is the classic uh, media embargo, right? Before the executive order is actually issued, the headlines out there shaping everybody's opinion of what happened, you know, which is they're going to restrict investments in three areas, in semiconductors, quantum computing, and artificial intelligence. What? So, so the specifics on how this is going to happen hasn't even been released, and there's going to be a year for lobbying to actually shape, shape what happens here. So I think it's more political theater and how do they get in the headlines that Biden's actually doing something on China uh, than it is actually teeth. But, but, you know, whether or not. But, 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 hang, but, hang, but hang on, I want to go back to those three areas because it was your relentless, relentless crusade with the Committee on the President, Danger, War Room, et cetera, with the bayonets to their back that at least got them to focus on these three criticals, the semiconductors, quantum computing, artificial intelligence. So at least... They understand they have to respond to that because they're getting hammered. The American people are now saying, what are we doing? We're actually financing their technology that they're going to use against us in Taiwan. So don't we have the opportunity here to make, even if it's performative, to try to hammer it out and expose the lobbyists and expose the venture capitalists that are trying to drive this like you've done so well on Sequoia Capital, sir? Yeah, but I'm not, I mean, Steve, I'm not even sure they care, right? Like it's, it's, you know, they could, they could, they could go after Sequoia and Neil Shen right now based on the claims we put out and they could shut, you know, like, let's look at China, right? There's, uh, uh, restrictive policies. 
there's capital controls there. There's a whole bunch of things. There's no free speech, right? There's no corporate governance. Their loyalties to the party not sure. I mean, the market's uninvestable now. So I think this is really, like Derek Colonel Harvey said, performative, right? Like, you know, so now we're saying we, we should invest in these other segments, but not these segments. We shouldn't be investing in any segment in China. Uh, and, and, and the fact that we're allowing it as they're looking at expanding militarily and becoming imperialistic is, is you know, is is downright hypocritical. I mean, they're sending ships through, you know, off the coast of Alaska, and we're talking about what we can still invest in. You know, the problem is the political class and the donors have trillions of dollars locked up in China right now. And it's not just private equity and venture. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of corporations who have investments in Chinese entities as well, too, that are uh, big political influencers. Um, you know, here's an no, example. And, and, you, and you've so, explained... And you've explained that model. Look, we'll get you back on. You've explained that model through Sequoia about how Moritz and this group funded the Democratic Party and funded it through these NGOs, exactly what we saw manifest itself in Ohio last night. we got to bounce, Brian, because we'll have you on tomorrow as we get this EO. Um, and you're with us 1,000%. All investment in China should be stopped immediately. It should decouple, it should decouple these uh, two economies. What's your social media, Brian, so they can get folks can follow uh, you? Tw- uh, Twitter at BP Costello. Colonel Harvey, on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being outright shooting war in the South China Sea, Straits of Taiwan, around Taiwan, uh, where are we right now on that meter? We're at 55-45 go, meaning a shooting war in the next two years. Wow. Uh, Colonel Harvey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. What's your social media? How do they get to you, Derek? Uh, Twitter. Colonel D. Harvey. And that, that's good. Thank you very thank much, you. brother. Colonel Harvey, thank you. Great work. We're going to leave you with uh, this segment with the Battle of New Orleans. I think it's Johnny Horton's version, the famous one. We held our fire till we see the faces well. Then we opened up our squirrel guns and merely gave them well. We fired our guns and the British kept them coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run it. Well, down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, they ran through the briars and they ran through the brambles and they ran through the bushes where a rabbit couldn't go. They ran so fast that the hounds couldn't catch them. Well, down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. We fired our cannon till the barrel melted down. So we grabbed an alligator and we fought another round. We filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind. And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind. We fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run it. On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Every day the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. 
Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R. IOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BANNON or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to do a little live producing. i got Dr. Sean Rollins from Jace Medical. I want to talk about Jace real quickly, but you're going to join us at 6 o'clock because you're going to talk to us about potential cyber attacks on hospitals and what impact it could have to folks. Remember, uh, uh, Dr. Sean took uh, Rosemary Gibson's book to heart, Informing Jace Medical. The one thing I want to leave everybody with, the Chinese Communist Party is going to use every possible part of leverage they can get over the American people, everything. And one of the big things they've got, as we know, they control all the generic production of generic medicines, and they control 100%, at least as much as we know, of active pharmaceutical ingredients, API. Where do people go, Dr. Sean, to get uh, to find out more about that and what Jace Medical offers as an alternative? Yeah, absolutely. It's we, We've tried to make this process as easy as we possibly could. We just feel so strongly that everybody everybody needs to do what they can to be medically pre- uh, better prepared medically. So it's Jace Medical. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. And uh, you'll go through the process there, fill out a little uh, a quick questionnaire, and that information goes to a board-certified physician who gets your prescription sent out. And, and uh, this is this is something that we're just seeing day after day, whether it's a kinetic war with China in a couple of years or whether it's cyber attacks that are ongoing, that are shutting hospital systems okay. down. Yeah. No, no. The, the unrestricted warfare we're in now is no holds barred. They're at war with us. Unrestricted warfare, which cyber is a big part, economic warfare, political warfare. It's hurling towards a kinetic war. There's no doubt about that, unless we stop it. Once again, where do people go? You're enjoying 6 o'clock because I want to talk about the cyber attacks on the hospitals, a part of the unrestricted warfare. Where do people go now between your now and your hit at 6 on uh, Jace yeah. Medical? Yep, it's Jace Medical. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. Go immerse yourself in information on this topic today. This comes off. He took action on Rosemary Gibson's magnificent book that alerted this. Remember, we used to have her on every day at the early days of the pandemic when people found out, hey, how did China take the high ground here on generic drugs and artif- on uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients, API? Uh, Sean, we'll see you back here at 6, Dr. Rollins. Thank you very much.
Looking forward to it. See you then. Sean Rollins, a man of action. Jace Medical. Mike Lindell, we got good news to report, do we not, sir? Absolutely, uh, everybody. I flew out to Arizona yesterday to meet with their, uh, Turning Point USA, and they I showed them. I was there six hours, showed, went through the whole plan with them, and they embraced it. They said it's amazing. Um, they actually said, Steve, you'll only be interested in this. Uh, this morning I talked to them again, and they said, you know, everybody's going to, just like I've been saying, everybody's going to embrace this plan that's never been done before in history unless you're part of the Uniparty. That was a quote from them. Well, everyone's going to, they're going to go, This is why didn't we do this before? And uh, they also, they really like day one of the event next week, which is all 50 states with their, their hope report. And that ties in with a lot of stuff that Turning Point's already doing. There was so much synergy there, Steve. I really believe now this plan is also going to unite everybody in our efforts with everything from the, uh, you know, from Turning Point, RNC, um, uh, people doing stuff over here, doing stuff over here, all the different grassroots groups right up to the uh, um, all the way up. And I'm I'm really excited after meeting with them because uh, um, everyone, I, by the way, that's there. Now there's 16 people that know the whole plan and all of them, as they've been shown this, are going, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Look, Char- Char- Charlie and Tyler, Tyler's as in Tyler Bowler is informed as anybody out there and charlie is mm-hmm. as tough enough to crack on this as possible that's why you flew out and right. i think it was i heard it was a six-hour yeah. meeting and went great yeah. uh and by the way i think on the first night i don't want to give too many of the details but i'm going to look like be hosting at least uh emceeing yeah. part of a panel and i think i've got what general flynn carrie lake a couple of th- uh, three other fire breathers so that'll be the mainstream I'm media will be, be all over be that under. to say what the yeah, I'll be I'll be part of that. Panel. No, no, you'll no, be, no, be no, 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 no. You know, I made I actually made I actually made a command decision. Since you're hosting 32 hours straight, you're like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> no, 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 no. Literally, Lindell's like Jerry Lewis on the telethon. I get one scrawny hour, and all of a sudden, Lindell says, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be on the panel too." I go, "No, you're not. No, you're not." He knows I run fast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you are Jerry Lewis. You are Jerry Lewis on this thing. Tell me about the 20th anniversary, brother. You had a great day yesterday. Tell me about the 20th anniversary. Yeah, everybody, the 20-year anniversary of my pillow when I bent it back in 2004, all my employees, we've been celebrating now for about a month. We got the, we, we making this 20-year anniversary special. You guys get these, these are limited to these special, the queen size for 19.98, king size my pillows for 29.98. Get all your gifts now, fill up all your rooms, your neighbors. Everybody needs to be sleeping great during these times we're in right now. We all, all the, the, the stuff we have ahead of us, everybody, the one thing you need, no matter how long you sleep, it's got to be quality and uh, make your day, make everything else go better. And also we have, uh, I know we're, right, we're getting low on those kitchen towels that came in. We, we announced them here on the war room first and uh, you save 25% on these kitchen towels. And uh, when these are gone, they're gone for about three or four more weeks. So I uh, get those. They're amazing. Wow. We have over 200 products, Steve. Use that promo code WARROOM, everybody. Help us out. Help support these families. There's over 1,500 employees that uh, they all have careers there, and they need your help, everybody. So keep there. Keep uh, keep things going. Next uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. 
Next Wednesday and Thursday, everybody. Go right now. Yep. yep. And then next Check Wednesday and Thursday. Go to Lind Events. Yeah, LindellEvent.com, everybody. Go there. Use, use the referral code War Room. Get signed up for this event immediately. This is what's going to help save your country. This is it. This is the plan. It's never been revealed before, never been talked about, but it's going to work. The only way it fails oh. is if it's not watched. All free, all free live streaming. Just go sign up. You get the free live stream. We're going to be there nonstop with Mike Lindell, Kerry Lake, Lieutenant General Flynn, everybody. Okay, we're going to leave with the Zydeco version of one of my favorite songs, The Battle of New Orleans. Charlie Kirk next. Jack Posobiec follows him. We're back five to seven. Already the show is packed. It's going to be on total fire. And maybe I have a little time to explain this song. I love it so much. By the way. A member of the War Room Engine Room got this this version to me, this cover. See you back here at five. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States, reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire season in full swing nationwide, toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air or you get your money back. Visit ekpure.com, that's ekpure.com, and use code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 saving. Now visit ekpure.com, ekpure.com, code word STEVE, ekpure.com, code word STEVE, take action, Use your agency. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed 
by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 